All right, here we go. Episode 254, Point Shooting Tactics with Kilo Sierra. This is the show that you definitely want to pay attention to here. Get your crayons and your cardboard boxes because you're about to learn how to survive a combat situation from two to five feet that probably will last between two to five seconds. So this is the show that I recommend you listen to. We're going to get uh, the clowns to contact uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue because we're pressed on time and we have to cover the three stories of Uncle Joe. What in the world could he have done wrong or his people this week? It's time for the clowns. Our first story takes us to General Milley, a.k.a. the stool pigeon, as he snitches out the United States government to China. What did he say? Well, he basically chit-chatted and then said, don't worry, we won't shoot any nukes, at least for a couple weeks. You're fine. No strategic loss there. But, of course, Democrats are saying, no, no, that is well within his job function. Yep. You can't make this stuff up. Treason on the horizon. Our second story takes us out, takes us to how Uncle Joe has single-handedly not only pissed off almost every American, he's also pissed off our allies, you know, our friends, people that have been together, or countries that have been together with us for a long, long time. Well, you can add France to the list because they have recalled the French ambassador to the U.S. He needs to go back home. And why have they been doing this? Well, you see, uh, they had a deal where France was going to build some nuclear submarines for Australia, but Uncle Joe decided to intervene, push France to the side, and do the deal himself without consulting France. That's enough to piss them off, and they also hate Uncle Joe. And our last story takes us to the southern border, better known as Chaos City, where millions upon millions of Americans are looking for Camilla. You see, they want to tell Camilla we have a little bit of a problem. In August of 2021, the Border Patrol stopped 209,000 immigrants crossing the border. So we are reaching levels that we can't sustain. But according to Camilla, early on, remember she was actually assigned this this special assignment to control the border. And she's gone to the systemic root of it all. Don't know what she's done because the numbers seem to go up and not down. Might have to get with Camilla and ask her, what the hell did they tell you to do exactly? 
And those are our three depressing stories of the week. We're going to roll into our joke to make you a little bit more joyful, more happy, so you get ready to survive downrange on our tactical point shooting course. Before that, got you, get you in the mood. We got the satsa playing in the background, and here we go. What do you call a pig that does karate? A pork chop. Don't get mad at me. You've been listening to pig jokes your whole career. Now, we're going to get the clowns ready because we got a lot of information to unpack. Co-host Kilo Sierra's on deck, and he's going to bring us down range on point shooting tactics. It's a show you're not going to want to miss. Okay, where's the clown with... Is he ready? Not ready? Oh, my. Here he is, straight from the red carpet, better known as Kilo Sierra, the actor, is also known to be in a motion picture called Scary Things Are. Where scary, where the scary where things are. Where the scary are. things are, yes. There, and he's with us today. We, we don't just have a regular co-host here that knows about guns. Forget these schmucks, De Niro, Pacino. Oh, what do they know? We've got Kilo Sierra. Welcome to the show, buddy. Wow, thank you. What what an introduction. <laughs> thank you so much, my buddy. How are you today? I can't complain because you are here and you're going to teach us how to survive a gun battle. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I love doing. And look, I'm looking forward to it. Really am. That's my passion. Yes. So, uh, so well, today, one of the exciting things I want to talk about is a brand new class that I'm going to be teaching soon. And uh, it's called the, uh, I call it point shooting tactics. Okay. And what, yeah, what, what that is, is in a nutshell, before, I'm going to go into details obviously later on, but it's a, a system in which, in my personal opinion, for individuals that carry, whether you are law enforcement, security officer, civilian with a carry permit, retired law enforcement officer, it's an up close, it's tactics that will broach uh, techniques and how to uh, engage your threat in an up close and personal environment. We're talking about one to three yards, one to five yards at most, quick and personal. Because uh, if you actually analyze a lot of shootings, it tends to be quick, personal, and up close. Right. So, so that's the, that. That's the, the actual focal point of that. Um, and, and and the thing is now. When I talk about the point shooting system, there's a lot of controversy. Oh, you have to use your sights. Well, no, you don't at close range. It, it's uh, it's something that it's obviously very important to learn the fundamentals of shooting uh, as a beginner. If you're a beginner already, it, it's the same exact thing. I, I like to compare it to martial arts. 
When you first start certain martial arts, you have to learn what's called the katas, the, the level one, level two, level three. Mm-hmm. And it eventually takes a couple of years to build up the skill set. But in a real fight, you're not going to just stick to one kata or the next kata or the next kata. It's going to mesh because it's going to become a reflex. Correct. So the same, the same thing applies to this technique where once you master the basic skill set, now we are going to address the problem. Well, okay, well, if an individual has a knife or an individual is within two to three yards or maybe even five at most, and I am justified to use deadly force, when I unholster my weapon, I am not going to have time to engage my sights. It, it, it's only, I mean, I have, um, luckily, I have never had to discharge my, my weapon while on duty. However, I have had uh, multiple incidents where I've had to uh, present my weapon to give verbal you know, commands. Mm-hmm. And after the fact, and once I did my training, uh, more training afterwards, I realized that the same thing that I'm noticing over and over again is that when it comes to close range engagements, you really do not see the front sight. You do not see your sights. The mm-hmm. sights are irrelevant when it comes to something within responding within a couple of seconds or two to three yards. It's You do not have time to do a full arms extension and, 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 and to pull the trigger and to check the windage and elevation and, and to get the proper grip, you do not have time for that. So that's what this course is about. It takes you up to the next level in which I, what, what I try to teach you is how to, how to engage your threat utilizing the reflexes that your body is going to use anyway under stress. Right. You do not want to fight what you're going to do instinctually. Like you, you full arms extension, half arms extension, and and it's going to change a little bit. In which, if you once you engage your threat, you are actually focused on your threat as opposed to focusing on your sights. So it's almost like shotgun shooting, where 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 you're focusing on your threat, but in real life, trust me when I tell you that's what's going to happen. If all of a sudden you see a threat come out of a vehicle or all of a sudden you see a threat, you're talking to the individual, or you're talking to an irate individual, all of a sudden they pull out a knife or a gun, you are not going to look at your front sight before you press the trigger. So it is. I thought it was incumbent on me to create a class to teach you how to do that effectively, how to index your firearm. Um, however, not necessarily looking at your sights, you're actually focusing on your threat. And we can do that normally. We throw a baseball, we throw a football, uh, we, we play different, you know, long dart games, and we do that by instinct or by reflex anyway. So I want to take what we know how to do and translate that to life-saving skills. Mm. So, so that's the whole crux of this. So, so the whole the whole point of a shooting system is to teach the individual. The difference between target shooting and combat shooting. And another thing that I do with this class is I we do a lot of extensive drills single-handed. Okay. Because, right, because two-handed obviously is the best way to do it, and that's what you're going to revert to because we're so used to static shooting. However, what if your one hand gets injured or... What if you're protecting someone, you're grabbing someone's shirt, pulling them behind you? Uh, what if you're bracing for a fall mm-hmm. with one hand? So it's incumbent on the individual, the shooter, to engage a threat 
uh, not just two-handed, but one-handed, utilizing the same techniques. Correct. And, and one-handed also gives you, if somebody's got the drop on you already, you don't have maybe that valuable time to apply the second hand. Correct. Correct. And sometimes when it's an engagement that, that, that close, you might be grabbing the individual mm -hmm. with your support hand while you're discharging the firearm with your strong hand. If, if it's in a struggle, if, if it gets to that point where you're in a struggle for your life, then you're definitely not going to have time to utilize both hands. Right. And that's, and, that's, and that's the whole thing. And let me give you a quick example. So let's say you have a semi-automatic firearm. I make sure I remind the shooter, make sure if, you, if you're that close and you're utilizing your support hand to either fend off the attacker or pull him closer to you to get that shot, you, you cannot press the muzzle against the body because it'll cause a malfunction. Right. You have to maybe touch and pull back. However, if the individual tends to carry a revolver, then by all means, you can thrust the barrel into the rib cage and press the trigger. Right. Because it's, it's not going to cause a malfunction. So those are the, like, that's an example of some of the different, different topics that I talk about because everyone carries a different weapon. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, duty, and, duty or off-duty or as a civilian. Mm -hmm. And uh, other things where if you have to discharge a firearm very close, especially uh, you know, gut shots, head shots, what to expect, some of the psychological factors involved. So I really try to get into depth with as much information as possible, along with videos, to, to, to teach an individual, look, it's, when it comes to that, especially up close, it's going to be fast. It's going to be a little different than what you're used to. Yeah. And, and the situation most likely is going to be fluid. Correct. Co right. And, and that's another thing I talk about, adapt and overcome. Mm. There, the situations in which you're... Um, one of the big things that I that I broach, uh, aside from the, those unconventional shooting positions, is that um, you are definitely almost never going to be totally square against your target, against your threat. So one of the things we go over is shooting at your threat on the oblique, on the 45-degree angle, um, on the, uh, 5 degrees, 10 degrees, and, and, and different angles because... I want to get individuals out of that range mentality where you are always parallel to your threat. Right. Uh, odds are that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. So we go over, you know, different angles, not only horizontal, okay, but vertical. So if you fall, how many fights end up in someone falling? Yeah. A, a lot. How to engage your threat up close if you, if the person is one yard away or on top of you, and you're not going to have time to utilize your sights. No, there's no it, way. It's, there's no way. Uh, another thing we go over is um, different types of angles. Uh, it's it's in the terminology used in the course. It's a three quarter hip, one one quarter hip, half hip. All that means is that how far your arms extended before you discharge your firearm. Right. Uh, you dig your elbow into the rib cage. You have to brace yourself, whether you're grabbing the threat or you're pushing the threat away. And it's it's all about what's going to happen uh, if your threat is close. And this is where not only the gun, the type of gun you use, comes into play, but the type of holster and and, and outer garments you utilize as well. That's why this is one of those courses in which. 
for people who carry, especially off-duty, uh, they can really understand whether their holsters are good, whether they're not, whether they need another gun because they're not proficient with one they have. It gets really up close and personal. Right. And, and that's why I really think that this intensive course, it's intensive, but in my personal professional opinion, it's realistic. It's, it's what's going to happen. Right. If, if you're with your family, if you're with your friends, if you're off duty, even on duty, then we broach the topic of unholstering the farm with a, uh, if your department requires a double, triple retention holster, uh, then we, we broach that issue with that. If, uh, it, uh, the students that take my class are concealed carry holders, ret uh, retired police, or off-duty police officers. Then we broach the topic of outer garments, concealed carry, uh, what type of holster you need to have quick access. Because I remind the individuals that, yes, it's nice to have deep concealment holsters, but the price, the price you have to pay is that you have to reach that gun in a, in a, in a quick and deadly situation. So, so I encourage anyone to take my class to bring whatever holsters that they use so that way they know in training which holsters are great and which holsters are terrible. Yes. I'd rather have them learn that in class and get their egos hurt in class, which is fine. Right. I've had my egos hurt plenty of times with someone better than me. So mm -hmm. there's no harm, no foul. But I'd rather not learn that in the classroom than on the street and die. Exactly. Exactly. But it looks so nice, my holster. I didn't know the weapon was going to come out. <coughs> oh, my goodness. You'd be Yeah, the, the, the two classic examples, <coughs> errors that I've seen, is that the holster system, whichever they use, in a close-range, up-close, rapid engagement, when they draw and pull, the holster comes out with a gun. Yep. Right? That's one example. The other example is if they fall, if I have a drill where they fall and shoot from the sitting or we call the supine position, that when they fall, the whole gun pops out of the holster mm -hmm. or the holster pops out of the belt just by falling back. So the, and these are the things that, you know, as pe people can bring any holster they want. And I encourage that. I, I, I wholeheartedly encourage that. Because the only, because sometimes, as you know, certain uh, individuals are are married to their holsters. This is the best holster I've had. It's comfortable. I've used it for twenty years. I'm like, great. That's wonderful. Have you ever been in a shootout without holster? No. Okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. So let's try out your holster with these intense drills, and that way, that's the only way you can convince someone that if their holster is inappropriate, that's the only way because. They have to go through it for them to understand it. Exactly. And, and, and that's their equipment that's going to supposedly save their life. And if that's what training is all about. Correct. And I'm not a prude at all. I'm not a, I'm not a Mr. Name Brand anything right. at all, at all. However, certain things you cannot skimp on. And I'm not saying you have to go spend ridiculous amount of money, but your holster is your life. Yeah, sure. You know, it's your life. So you really have to do your homework on the holster. Not only that, but dry fire practice with the holster and then go take training classes with the holster. Because I've had so many people have had, the, they're married to their holster and then it rips and it, they're embarrassed by it and they get pissed. I'm like, no, no, relax. It's, it's, it's okay. This is the first time you've actually utilized that holster under stressful conditions. 
And now you know whether it's good or whether it isn't. And this is why I encourage people when they take my class. Hey, try the shoulder holster. Try a fanny pack holster. Try an ankle rig. Whatever you tend to carry. And that's the only way I can convince someone that's just totally dedicated and married to the holster, whether it's an efficient system or not. Right. It's, it's, when they when they suffer through the mistake, not me. I can talk to them blue in the face. Right? It doesn't matter. But when all of a sudden the gun pops out, or the, or the or the the belt buckle rips, or the yeah. buckle rips, and it's then they realize, yeah, okay, well I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, you can because it's, well, we've all seen these commercials that uh, you know the guy with the 32 waist showing appendix carry, but in actuality. <laughs> All of us got, you know, bellies that we wish we didn't have, and uh, the <laughs> gun fits a little tighter than the model. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, exactly. And, and exactly. knowing how to draw, uh, just, just yesterday, in fact, I was talking to an individual, and uh, we got into inside the bell carry, right. and he swore. He swore, you know, that it worked for him. And so he lifts up his shirt for me to see it. And I didn't want to embarrass him, but literally there was like 20 pounds of fat over the weapon. <laughs> and I'm, I, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, how in the world are okay. you going to get that weapon? You know? Yeah. No, you have to navigate through that flesh. Yeah, that, that's not, that's not a good thing. And I mean... If he has, you know, a striker-fired gun, it's not a big deal. But if you have a hammer, it's going to dig into your gut. Oh, yeah. No, that's murder right there. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, going to yeah. leave a scar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A physical and a training scar, both. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Now, so, now, for this course, yeah. yes. basically, if I understand it correctly, based on your own physical characteristics and your own personal preference for equipment, including gun holster, uh, magazines, and so forth, that is going to be part of my course and yes. through my assessment. Yes, because what I do is this. Um, as an instructor, one of the things I, I definitely understand, especially, especially when you teach advanced courses like this, you have certain shooters that, are, that have a certain mindset and they're fixed on their gun, they're fixed on their holster, they've taken a hundred other classes. So I do not want to come off, you know, on, on, like I'm, I'm on a pulpit and telling them what they can and can't carry, how they can and can't carry, by no means. What I do is I talk about the point shooting system, indexing or focusing on the threat. When I get to the holster system, how to draw. I tell them, well, if you have this kind of holster, if you have that kind of holster, this is what you should do. And my recommendation might be to do X, Y, and Z. But I, 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 I broach it that way. So that way they know that if I think that their holster system isn't that great, I'm not going to really say anything because I know that when it comes to something this intense, fast, close, and personal, it's not going to work. But right. I'll let them figure it out. I want the shooter to figure it out. Wow, this... This really doesn't work for me. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, the, the the shock therapy, right? Exactly, and that's the most effective way to do this yes. because, it, especially with advanced courses, because people are dead set on whatever they bring. 
with 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 the, with the, the gear they're bringing, it, the guns and the magazines and, and and so on and so forth. So I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I want you to learn uh, something. I want you to get something out of my class and to see if whether or not your gear will work in what I think is going to be the most realistic situation in which you're shooting at a threat between one to five yards at most in about two seconds. Right. Because traditional stuff goes out the window. I'm not saying it's not important because you have to walk before you you have to crawl before you can walk. You have to walk before you can run. Correct. So, so sight, picture, sight alignment, that's all crucial because it helps you when it comes to up close and personal and you can't use your sights when you're focusing on your threat. So that's how I broach that because I want people to come away. I don't want to, you know, tell people, oh, no, as soon as they come into class, that gun is the wrong gun or that holster is the wrong holster. No, no, not by any means. Because I've been surprised where I might think that that might not work, but the shooter's really proficient with their gun and holster and system, and, and it works for them. Yeah. And, and Oh, that's good. That's fine. And that's all I want. You know, where, where I just want to teach the individual because like I said, in my, in my career, luckily I haven't had to shoot anyone, thank God, but I've had to pull out my gun and I know what happens. It's fast and you are not, you are not at all looking at those sites. Yeah. That it's just not going to happen. No, it's the uh, pucker factor. Correct. Correct. And that, but what, what I want to teach the shooter is that you want to make sure that you know and understand what your body has a propensity to do under the pucker factor reflex mm-hmm. and train that way. Correct. And train that way. Go with it. That's what I say. Go with it. Go with what your body's going to do, the hunching and if arms extension, if it's a, a panic situation. Because you're not, you know, of course you want to train the best you can, but you want to train as close as what your body is going to do and makes you a much more effective weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and th- that's key. That that's key. That that's what's going. You don't want to fight your reflexes. You just want to go with it, but be proficient in your reflexes. It's like martial arts. It's the same thing. Same principle, yeah. Same exact principle. You learn the basics, but then when it comes to a real fist fight, you're going to digress to certain techniques because it's that's what works for you, and that's exactly what the point shooting system is. Not using sights. Um, you're not always a full full arms extension at all, and most of the time it's only one hand, mm-hmm. both either support or strong, because we do both. Because your strong hand might be injured. Exactly. Uh, There's a lot of the the fluidness of of uh, a shooting situation is humongous. I mean, you could be on your ass, you could be on your side. Yeah. You That's know. right. That's right. That's right. And these are unconventional shooting positions. These are the things that more than likely will happen. Whether you are prone or supine, more than likely, odds are you're in a supine because you get pushed or you fall. You're shooting in a sitting position. Uh, But these are the things that could happen that are most, I should say, most prevalent. And, and, And the point of the class is that you want to engage your threat really 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 close and and i also and what i also insist on doing uh for example is that you you press the muzzle against the target slightly press back and pull the trigger because people a lot of shooters 
um, are not used to shooting at something that close and hearing and feeling that percussion Correct. Or, or, or that noise. It, it's something that might actually really happen where you're going to hear that noise. And I'll, ter- I'll, and I'll talk about certain things that might happen where you shoot and you feel that percussion uh, and you feel that you might get some blood splatter on you. Mm-hmm. Because these are things that might ha- might or might not happen. Who knows? But I, at least I talk about the subject matter. So that way you, you understand that if this is not your typical shooting class. This is a su- how to survive class. How, how to survive utilizing your, your, your God-given reflexes. And I want to make a, a, a point of uh, interest here. The mm-hmm. New York City Police Department, I believe, I might be a little bit off on this, but uh, let's say between 20 and 30 years, they were recording and studying police-involved shootings on and off duty. It's called SOP number nine. Interesting. I, I did not know that. No and way. they came up with this where in the firearms industry, they come up with the three to five seconds, uh, three to five rounds a shot in every incident. There you go. And uh, it comes out of this study. The New York City Police Department was probably the only agency in the country that was studying police-involved shootings, again, on and off. So you have people in plain clothes that were involved in shootings as well. And I believe it lasted, uh, I know it started in 1970. And it goes all the way to like, I think, 1990, 90-something, when they stop and they start uh, reporting their findings. And that's what they found. These battles, gun battles, are happening very close distance, very sudden, and they last two to five seconds. Right. Exactly. That's and that's exactly my point. So whether you have a revolver or a semi-auto, I mean, it's 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 the same exact point where it's up close and personal and in your face. Yes. Now I have. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against your standard qualifications that include, you know, twenty-five and fifty yards, and that of course will increase your accuracy and your skill set. But I think more departments and more training should be done. Uh, that what, what uh, uh, in regards to what I do, in which okay, well, what if it gets ugly, and what if it gets quick, rapid, and in your face? I agree, a hundred percent. Right. And so that's the thing. It's another tool in the toolbox. However, I think this tool in the toolbox is probably what's going to happen. It, it's it's good. the in your face one to three yards or the five yards in your face. You might smell or taste blood. I mean, I'm talking I'm being realistic here. These are things that might actually happen. Might or might not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and uh, you might grab the someone. You may grab something. You may grab someone, and as you discharge a firearm, you might feel the impact of the rounds in your hand as you touch the body. I just broached those topics, but these are things that are not discussed. Right. And and I, I want to make sure that the individual, the officer, the civilian, or, or the security officer, understand those topics. It's like you know, I'm not I'm not playing devil's advocate here. I'm just discussing the different factors that I've heard from individuals that were actually trained and what they went through. And, and, you know? If you're if you're tuning in, you're listening to episode 254 with Kilo Sierra, and we're talking about point shooting tactics and the importance of having a warrior mindset. 
So based on your own physical characteristics and your equipment that you're carrying, this course will kind of carry you through. You'll know your weak points, you'll know your strong points, and you can improve on your strong points and get rid of your weak points and improve that through a course like this. Where did, uh, get, give us a little background on how you got uh, certified on this course. Yes. Well, I'm glad you asked. I want to give a shout out to my master instructor, Matthew Temkin. Matt Temkin. He's on uh, YouTube. You can Google his name. He's a master instructor in this system. His father, if I'm not mistaken, his father was also a, 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 a ranger in World War II who was taught by... Uh, Fairbanks and Sykes and like the, the individuals that created this system back in the 40s. And so, so he, his father taught him and he taught me. Uh, I met him at an ILFE training seminar, the International Association of Law Enforcement Farm Instructors. And he took, uh, I took his point shooting class at first. And then uh, I was honored to actually have him take my class the same week. Wow. I was the off-duty law enforcement officer, and we became instant friends. Excellent. And I was impressed with his teaching skills. Obviously, he's my master instructor. And I was actually humbled and honored because he complimented me and was impressed with my shooting skills and training skills. So we became friends, and uh, we actually gotten together numerous times. And finally, I, I actually was trained in his shooting system, point shooting system. So uh, as a master, he teaches in other countries as well. He's mm -hmm. actually taught in Poland. Wow. Uh, yeah, I forget. I'm not sure if special forces. I, I can't, don't quote me on that. But he actually has taught in Poland and other states. So uh, I've been honored and privileged to learn this system under his tutelage. And, and I, oh, I, I, he's he's wonder, wonderful human being. So knowledgeable. He's very humble, though. He's very humble, which is amazing. He's so knowledgeable on the subject matter. He's actually written articles on it. And you can Google him, Matt Temkin, T-E-M as in Mary, K-I-N as in Nancy, Matthew Temkin. Um, so he really taught me a lot and I was enthralled with his training. I thought it was fantastic. And reason why, uh, cause it's a relatively new style for me, but when I first took the class, as I've always said time and time again, my friend, I'm a perpetual student. That's it. You know, I've said that hundreds of times in hundreds, your shows, right? Yep. Sure. Hundreds. Right. So. This is one of those absolute pleasurable experiences in my life where I was totally schooled and it was a new concept for me years ago. And I said, you know what? This is exactly, in my personal opinion, what's going to happen. Because, like I said, I pulled out my gun a couple of times. Luckily, I haven't had to shoot anyone. But some of the topics he discussed, I'm like, yeah, I went through that. Yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about, where you're not focused on those sites. You're focused on the threat. And hopefully, they're listening to you or, or you're indexing. You're looking for the other threat's hands. And that's exactly what happened. So I know for a fact that this is a very effective system. Yeah, it sure very is. Effective. Oh, and, sure. And again, you're you're challenging yourself. And if I can uh, piggyback a little bit on what you said earlier with uh, martial arts and kata, at the the principles of uh, a kata, which is a formal battle exercise, you're mm -hmm. fighting yourself. In this counter. So you're throwing punches. There is no opponent. So the effort that you give, you become that opponent. And in this course, you're challenging yourself too because you're, yes. you're testing your reflexes. If you want to be slow, then I guess you die. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, um, and you have to learn your weapon. So let me give you an example. So 
some pe- certain people use you know the the, the Sig three twenty, the Glocks or whatever. However, if you are using a Beretta ninety two FS, or especially if you're using a nineteen eleven, one of the things you have to remember is it disengages safety. Right. So those are things that you will learn as to whether or not you are proficient with your weapon. Is if you consistently remember to engage and disengage your safety during the drills. Correct. Uh, so, so that's just an example of of how don't assume that the gun you carry is perfect for you because you've shot it, you've qualified it. Yeah, that's nice. You've qualified the the whatever the, the 50, 60, 70, 80 round course of fire. That's wonderful. However, in a course like this, you're going to prove to yourself, okay, well, this gun is not really for me or this gun is perfect or this holster doesn't work right or this holster is great or the, the, my concealment clothing gets in the way or this concealment clothing is exactly what I need. So that's where this kind of course, you figure it out. Yep. You figure it out. You fit. It, it meshes, even though it's a point shooting technique system, it actually helps you assess your gear. It helps you assess what you carry. It helps you assess your mindset. Yeah, and your mindset is very important. You've got to really become that surviving mindset that I used to tell my students too. And they would look at the you know other students that other instructors were were giving instruction to. And I said, don't don't look that way. Pay attention to what I'm telling you. I want you to get into the fight. You know, your body, everything has to demonstrate you want to win this battle. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. a paper target, but you got to win this battle. Exactly. And you Without should shoot like that all the time. That's right. That's right. Because what you do on the range, you're going to do under stress. Exactly. Right. You're not going to, it's it's something that's, it's really, really relevant and important. But that is your most, in my personal opinion, your mind is, aside from your gear, if you have to prioritize your weapons, your mind is the most important mm-hmm. because if you do not train on how to assess and engage your threat and, and how to have that winning mindset, one thing is just to survive. Yeah, okay, that, that's not enough. Is you have to have that attitude of winning. Winning, yeah. That I'm going to go home at night. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to win and prevail because you have no choice. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I, I hammer that at the individual. You have no choice but to win because you didn't put yourself in the situation. You were thrust upon it. But guess what? You might not have started it, but you're going to finish it. And teach your body and your mind under stress to That's key. M- move in excellency. That's key. And, just and like martial arts. Sure. Sure, and just like martial arts, you know, you do the katas, they're linear, they're T-shaped, I-shaped, K-shaped, whatever, okay? But in the, in the range, you know, you, you tend to shoot at a static target. You're in a, um, in, a, in a, shoot, a static shooting environment. You might move a little bit up and down, but when it comes to a real fight, you are shooting at all different angles and semicircles on the ground and uh, down, even shooting downward if you do a headshot. So these are things that I talk about. And, and, and you have to get out of that range mentality because that's how you're going to, to, to screw yourself up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, and I've seen videos in which law enforcement officers didn't engage uh, an individual shooting at a windshield because they were at an awkward angle and they literally waited and walked around the car to finally shoot at someone because they were finally in front of the windshield. 
Yeah. Because they were never taught to shoot on the oblique. Exactly. It's all about what they learned in training they're going to do in real life. Right. Right. And, and it's incumbent on any individual that carries to take training like that that gets you out of the comfort zone and out of the box. Yeah, out of the box. You got to think out of the box. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what's coming at you. And another exactly. thing is you have to have the mindset. You might believe there's one shooter, but you've got to put in your mind there's multiple shooters. Right. And, and, and an, an individual, an aggressor that's highly motivated is a tough target. Yep. You know, they, they want to see you dead for whatever reason, whether they're mentally ill or whether you arrested them previous, previously or who, who knows. Yep. If, you have a, if you have a threat that is highly motivated, you got a problem. Yeah. And, and you have to know how to address it efficiently and, and not too many complicated moves here. And that's one of the things I want to, and I also want to broach on this topic too, is that the point screening system is very simple. It's and that's what makes it, I think, really cool. It's nothing. Once you do it and you learn it, you can practice it on your own. You can even practice it with airsoft. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's very effective and very simple. That for me, that's key. That is you key. Have, yeah. You have to be simple because simple works. Yeah, you can't complicate things. Exactly, simple works in a highly stressful environment. That's what you want. That's what you want to go by. Simple is best. Not I too many steps involved. I used to tell my students, uh, we're teaching you in firearms training how to pass the test. Right. But this isn't the test of, of a gun battle. Correct. That's Correct. all we're doing. Firearms qualification is just an assessment of your, your um, level of your proficiency. Mechanical your mechanical motor skills. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Something, your basic rudimentary skills, which is obviously important. Mm -hmm. You need to have that before you move, before you move on to the next level. Sure. However, many departments make the erroneous assumption that qualification is training. We've talked about that in many topics yeah. before. And, it, yeah. and that's it, erroneous. It's not, yeah. It's Right, right. And individuals that, let's say civilians that, 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 um, that have a concealed carry permit in whatever state that they're, they're living at, qualification still is not training. No. It's not they need to take extensive training. If you are an individual that carries, whether for a living or whether it's your constitutional right, because you can, mm -hmm. then it's incumbent on you to make sure that you're proficient with your gun. And it's, and it's not, I'm not telling you have to be John Wick. I'm not saying that. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're talking about basic survival skills that are not taught in many classes. Yeah. 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 Up close and personal. It's like being, in a, it's literally like being in a fist fight. Yeah. Or, 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 or martial arts fight. You, it, you stick with basic, basic works. Basic works and challenging yourself to get to a higher level. Sure, of course. And then you, and then with these courses, I've had people come back to challenge themselves. Yeah. You know, it's the same curriculum, uh, but you just come back and you just challenge yourself. So, so it, it, it's important to, to do that to, to, because it is a perishable skill. Now, are you currently? Teaching uh, point shooting tactics. I've taught it with a master instructor. Uh, okay. However, this will be the. Uh, I'm starting now to teach it in my area in, in southern New Jersey right now. But I'm looking forward to uh, to diversifying and teaching in other states because it's one of those. It's um, it's one of those things where this is one of these courses where I take it personally, mm -hmm. and I think that it, I, I want to spread the word to, 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 to about this class where I think that. It's very important 
because I think people really who have a gun for self-defense, especially who carry, really need to learn this system. So, uh, so it, it, I'm taking it personally. I want to spread the word. I want to spread the training. So I want to do the best, the best I can to, to teach in other states because I really want – I really – I'm, I'm encouraging people to learn this type of system. Well, we're, you're always in. You're always invited here in Florida. We are looking forward to the point shooting tactic course that you're teaching. Your knowledge, and you know, we we we're blessed to have you on Thank the you, show. Sir. Always, it's a blessing to be on the show, sir. Thank you so much. This is episode uh, two fifty four, and we're talking about that critical defense that you might encounter not a paper target not you killed the paper target and you killed the bad guy and he didn't even move that's how fast you were no this is about real survival and it's a course that you should really look into as always man we are so blessed to have you i really mean that and i'm glad that you took time to come out and talk to us about this today Oh, thank you so much. It's always an absolute pleasure to be on your show. I'm looking forward to doing more shows. And also, I'm definitely looking forward to traveling to Florida. I love your state. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I, I always have fun when I go down there. I've trained in ILFE down there also. That's right, yeah. Yes, and um, I'm so looking forward to spreading the word uh, about the system. And I really am I'm, I'm so happy that, A, I've become proficient in it under my master, my master instructor, Matthew Temkin. And I also really cannot wait to spread the word uh, and, and start training more people. Well, we want you here in Florida, and we're looking forward to it. As always, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful day. I cannot tell you enough how blessed we are to have Kilo Sierra come out in the airwaves and, you know, always uh, bless us with his knowledge and his skill and, most importantly, his passion. Passion is the most important ingredient of any successful person. And just like as I'll use an example, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete loves guns. He sleeps about. He sleeps, think and dreaming and thinking about guns every minute of the day because he's passionate about it. He's passionate about the skill of repairing, fixing, updating, making a good weapon better, and. Uh, in Kilo Sierra's case, he loves teaching, training. The humble aspect of being the perpetual student is that's the only way you're going to learn, is to have that spirit of humbleness to say, today I'm the perpetual student and my ears are peeled to listen and obtain knowledge. So, as a result, we, we get to listen to these words of wisdom when it comes to courses like this, especially courses that are going to save your life. You know, range training 
I was trying to figure out what word I wanted to use, is extremely limited. And it forces you to basically shoot at paper targets. Ranges, many of them don't even want you to unholster the weapon and shoot on the target. Um, they're kind of like violations of their range or their their, per, their rules and regulations. But that also affects you as a, tr uh, a person trying to receive better training and improving your skills because firearms is that proficiency skill that if you don't use it, you will lose it. So you've got to do a lot of drive fire. And as a reminder, we always tell all our audiences, make your weapon safe, clear, empty, ensure that there's no rounds. And if you're going to do any type of dry fire, make sure that the magazines, if they have rounds, they're not even in the same room that you're practicing this and never point your gun at anything you don't intend to shoot. But uh, I enjoyed the interview overall, overall. I'm looking for more information on this uh, this course. I'd love to see it arrive to Florida. And um, because it's not necessarily one of those courses that you're going to shoot at paper targets. It's it's more, as we discussed in the interview, challenging yourself. So the, you've got to be in the training to know where you're deficient based on your abilities. And that's the key element to training. When the student immediately starts to analyze their level of proficiency. And they can see areas that they need to improve. So it's a it's a winner in my book. As uh, we discussed there in the interview, I am going to post down at the bottom of the show notes, SOP nine, which is the statistic gathering of uh, the New York City Police Department on officer involved shootings, both act um, on duty and off duty. And uh, so I'll post that on the show notes. And also, uh, Kilo Sierra had mentioned the off-duty officer. It's a course that he also offers. I'll attach that episode that we did, the off-duty officer, to um, the show notes as well. And uh, the master instructor that taught him point shooting tactics will we'll attach that YouTube on there so you can get it an idea who he is and, and stuff like that. It's all about sharing information, not outshining information. We want to all work together because that's who we are. If you want your gun repaired and you want to bring it up to, to the specs that people will stay with their mouth open and awed, it is Pistol Pete the Gunsmith down in Miami. His information is down on the bottom. Kilo Sierra is your guy. If you're in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area for gun training, his information also down in the show notes. And don't forget, in Florida, now we're splitting this up. 
If you're looking for training in the West Coast or Central Florida, give me, Alpha Mike, a contact at uh, RaiderCopNation.com. And if you're in South Florida, you're going to contact AAA. That's three A's if you're a leftist out in California. Three A's, A-A-A, GunSafety.com. And uh, the uh, chief instructor and CEO of AAA Gun Safety will be with us, I believe it's the 19th of October. Let me just give me one second to verify that. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of tough when you got to talk into the microphone, you know, so a lot of, uh, it's October 20th. October 20th, episode 264, we've got Triple uh, A, that's AAA, Gun Safety. They're coming on the show. It's kind of difficult, you know, you might be very articulate in life, but someone sticks a microphone in front of you, all of a sudden, I got, ah, it kind of lost the words. And sometimes I want to make sure that I'm really throwing in the proper word in the sentence because um, it just not only works better, but you don't offend a, a whole lot, lot of people because you said something a little bit off off key. So impressed with the course, and of course I also approve it 1,000%. All right. How do you get in contact with us? You know, Raider Cop Nation, RaiderCop.com. You can get in contact with us. Also, we are on Getter, G-E-T-T-R, that website. And we encourage all our fans to go to Getter because, uh, you know, we're on a lot of platforms, but we're going to start eliminating those in early 2022. And I can tell you right now, Getter is going to be one that we're going to stay on. So uh, get involved with that, G-E-T-T-R, Getter. We will be on there. And uh, we're going to look at the uh, Word of the Week and you know leave you off with the mighty Word of God. Because, you know, you're training, you're doing this, you're learning that skill, the other skill. You're no good. You're just half the person if God is not in your corner. So before that, up next, uh, episode 255, the squad leader. We're going to talk about the importance of a person that probably doesn't have rank, but they have statute, position, wisdom. That is the person in that squad that the entire squad looks up to. So that's episode 255. Now, the word of the week, we're going to turn to Hebrews 1, chapter 1, verse 2. And it says, Has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the works. And we know in biblical application 
that one day is a thousand years to God, and a thousand years is one day. So if time was created for man, not for God, so God is not bound by time frames like we have and like I have now because I'm running out of time for this show. So we leave you with this. You know, for I think it was three years now, we've been saying uh, it's my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. Continue to pray for yourself. And for, uh, because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you, and continue praying for the United States of America. Yeah, we did that for three years, and a lot of people know that that's the, the little ending of the, of the show. But now we're going to uh, change that up, and uh, now we're going to use our motto, and that is test everything. Hold fast what is good. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.